We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Check. Yeah. All right. So... This week, we're going to run things a little bit differently because um, in most weeks, we do the 10 units, try and lay out like an even balance of games. There's a fairly limited slate this week. Um, and to be honest with you, I just don't I, I don't feel like forcing my hand on making 10 unique bets where because it would probably be a situation where like I end up picking one or two spots or not one or two, but I would probably pick like three or four games and I would end up doing like two and a half unit bets just for the purpose of hitting 10 units. Uh, So we're just going to go through each one of the championship games. Um, I apologize to Akron Buffalo. Okay. I mean... Let's do it. So North Texas, UTSA, uh, these two teams, they did play earlier in the year. Um, it was actually when we had our guest on, his name I suck at, um, and this is one of his favorite when Colby was on. Um, and I remember North Texas was a 10-point dog in this one, and they covered it. But, I mean, it was a good game, 31-27. I mean, I think my thoughts on this one are it's probably going to be a fairly close game. So looking at it while I I instinctively always tend to want to back UTSA sub 10 points um, and they're only eight and a half point favorites here. I'm pretty intrigued by North Texas because it I mean, they beat them last year um, and then earlier this year they, they hung pretty close with them in what would be described as a relatively low-scoring affair for these two teams. So um, with a total at 69, it actually went up. It opened at 66.5, and a uh, spread that's come down from 9.5. I think my instinct is to take points in a matchup that we know once the season has already been pretty close. Um, I don't have any huge feels for this one. 
the the best player on the field is probably is almost assuredly on UTSA, but I don't know. They didn't look great last week against UTEP, and I mean I would go as far as saying they looked pretty bad against UTEP last week, um, and they didn't look great the first time these two teams met. I, I'm gonna have a difficult time taking or laying eight and a half points with UTSA in this one. Yep. Feels like you selling me out um, for being the lazy one. Um, yeah, um, I think I, I honestly, I kind of like a team total under on UTSA right now at thirty nine and a half. That number just feels that feels really high. Um, so yeah, give I, I think I'm gonna roll with the with just dogs in this spot. Uh, the other Friday night game, and this is. One, I will be actively not watching because it comes on pretty late and I'm not going to stay up until midnight. But Utah starts at 8 p.m. Or wait. Yeah, yeah. So these two teams, uh, Utah and USC, they're meeting at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. USC is a two and a half point favorite right now. You can get it. It's as high as three in some spots. Doesn't look, ooh, looks like there are a couple of places. So it, I, I think, I don't know. The, the line is pretty similar to what they met when they were, the game was at Utah, correct? When they played earlier this year? Uh, I think Utah was a, was like a two point favorite in that game as well. Um, I'll be honest, my numbers still prefer Utah in this game. But it's largely because USC's defense is genuinely pretty trash. It, this is this is a Lincoln Riley team. It is very much like his Oklahoma teams, where they're incredibly good on offense and the defense isn't good. Um, Utah poses some matchup situations that are a little bit more of a struggle. Um, than a lot of the other teams in the Pac-12 because they are such a they're still a very physical team. They're still a team that's gonna is kind of okay grinding out wins. But to be fair, I don't know that this is a dramatically different game than UCLA was for USC. Um, unfortunately for my own rooting interest, I think I probably would back USC because I I just think it's when you have a tight matchup the that you back the team with the the best quarterback play and Caleb Williams right now is he's going to win the Heisman I mean he's going to win the Heisman this year and he should I mean he absolutely should win the Heisman um and because if it weren't for him and it, I know it's not an MVP award but if it weren't for his play USC probably has two or three losses um so I probably would lay the two and a half with USC. I don't feel great about it, but this also like the number's only 68 on the total. And I'll be honest, that feels low. Cause I don't, as much as I, I do like Utah's defense and I think that they're 
capable of slowing down this USC offense to at least turn into a bit more of a fight. I also think this USC offense is very capable of making this game a shootout. So that number feels a little low to me, so I probably would be on the over. I don't I'm not gonna have a play where that I like I won't be betting on this game, but I would probably side with USC and the over as well. Is he out? Let's find out. <laughs> All right, well, so I will say I will say so I I just did some quick looking at, into the Kincaid injury see if there's any news out there. It does seem like over the past couple of days, the reports have been that the injury is not super serious. Uh, it's weird. I mean, you're. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. If you're going to bet this one, if you want to back Utah, I think this is a more of a live betting spot uh, to see if he does go and if he looks healthy because... I believe he had 15 receptions for like 200 yards in the first game. So, um, like he, he was kind of insane. So I would assume if he can't go, it, it becomes a very, like that, it becomes a very questionable offense. So, yeah, I mean, it, We'll see. It, it's definitely a this Utah team is not the same team that played USC, despite the fact that I would really like for them to be. And with all that being said, as much as I do like the, I would I'm not wanting to back an under in this game. I think that might actually be the right side. My overthought was probably wrong, and because I just hadn't focused as much on how many injuries and in, where Utah was dealing with, and with that being the case. I, there is a real chance they go out there and play, take the air out the ball. And that, that might be their best path to victory is just try and keep USC off the field. And then when they have defensive opportunities to make some big plays. I mean, I, I think this, if there's a team capable of slowing down USC in the pac 12, I think it's Utah, but we'll see. But we'll see. And from my own hope perspective, go Utah. Oh. Oh. So Toledo let me down this year, and I'm actually quite mad at them um, because they didn't hit their win total. They didn't. They got seven. They came up short, so that disappointed me. Um, they did very bad last week. Um, very bad. Uh, I still think they're an okay team, but one. Yep. I forgot to click open on that one. Um, if you look at the like all Mac offensive side of the ball, you're going to see a whole lot of Ohio Bobcats. Uh, in particular, Sam Wiggles. Um, Ohio's a good team. They're frisky. I, I, th- I think I like the Bobcats in this matchup. Um, catching, if you're giving me them catching points, I, let me, I'm actually curious now. 
I did update my power rating this week, despite my sadness. Um, but I think I have, I would probably have Ohio outright in, in this matchup. I do. I do have Toledo still as a slight favorite, but yeah, I think this is about a, the, I think the number's okay, but if I were, yeah, both these teams can score. They're, they're very capable of scoring. Um, Toledo's just, they ended the season so bad. They lost to Bowling Green and then Western Michigan. Um, and Western Michigan just – and they really didn't get anything going offensively against Western Michigan. Uh, they lost that one 20-14. I don't know. I, I, no, J, uh, Western Michigan? I believe they did, yeah. It was a weird firing, though. It was it was odd. Um, either way – if you're going to go for a little bit of action in this one, I prefer the dog in this one because I, I think there's a chance they pull this one out right. You, if you really want to make the play on this one, keep your bets small. And if you're going to take, if you're going to back the underdog, don't take the points. Just take the money line. Let me start arguing with you more. Kansas State and TCU? Ooh. I mean... Kansas State is quietly like a, a pretty good team this year. Their losses are they had a weird loss to I think it was Tulane early on. Um, they lost to Texas and they lost a, a pretty close game to TCU. Um, they've they're I I just I don't know. I think TCU is they're probably starting to find their rhythm a little bit more. And as much as I would like to see them really have an off night and kind of lose the the luck that's been going their way. Um I, I just don't see it happening as much as I would I would like to back TC or to back Kansas State in this spot. I don't see it happening with the way TCU has played over the last um like the they really did ramp it up last week and look like the team that they should have been. They closed out a game strong um and really put away a team that was overmatched. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm going to have to. God, I don't want to. I think I'm going to back TCU in this one. You only have to lay two and a half points. I do think this turns into a bit of a shootout. Um, and so I, I would definitely be on the over 62. But I think that's kind of my my play would be back the two and a half and back the over. But that's one of the only one of those is an active play, and that's backing TCU here.
Coastal just isn't the same team without Grayson McCall. Or, yeah, without Grayson McCall, they're really just not the same team. Um, if they manage to somehow still win, um, win this game and get a conference championship while losing one of the best quarterbacks in the country, like Jamie Chadwell, this would be maybe his best performance to date. I I can I so I put this on Twitter earlier this morning. I don't understand why he isn't the leading candidate for some of these open positions. Like if I'm Cincinnati right now, Jamie Chadwell is a guy I'm is one of the he's I think he like the name so the names that are floated out there right now, the two leading or the I guess three leading candidates for Cincinnati are Tennessee's offensive coordinator Golish um I know I but- butchered that name. Brian Hartline, Ohio State's wide receiver coach, and Deion Sanders. I like Deion Sanders because I think he has the right attitude that he could kind of bring the same type of energy that like Tom Herman initially brought to Houston, where he really tried to make that the quote unquote cool program and like lock down his area. Um, yeah, they've offered. Yep. Um, you'd get you'd get to see his son and Travis Hunter most likely because I can guarantee you he's going to get some portal followers. But where we drifted too far off, essentially all I'm saying is I think Jamie Chadwell is a great coach, and I it, there are a lot of programs that should be calling him. Um, I'm with you. I think I think this is too many points. Um, I. Yeah, I, I probably am with I, I just take the points in this one, but I don't feel great about it and keep your bets pretty small. Um, where are we at now? Woo. Um, so depend. it all sort of depends on where you're looking. I'm seeing a lot of, you can, you can definitely get it as low as 17 and a half. Um, um, this doesn't feel like a Georgia plays with their food kind of game. Like, I know that we have like weird memories still stuck in our head of like, oh, well they only beat Kentucky by 10. They could have beat Kentucky by, by a million that day. They just didn't care to do it. This doesn't feel like a spot where they're going to do it. I think they really want to emphasize because I think there is a, a real concern um, if you are Georgia that if Michigan goes and just absolutely obliterates a team and you and you squeak by, you could you can make a case for Georgia, uh, Georgia being the two seed. And I'm not positive they care, but I know teams want the one seed because you want that kind of control. So I, I think this is a game where Georgia goes out and just does what they, they do to teams. They bow or constrict them um, with their defense and their offense is, it's just really hard to stop. There There's so many talented athletes on that field that it's just very hard to stop. I don't know that this is a particularly scary offensive scheme, but I think it works really well when you have guys that are just one to 11 better than everyone they're matched up against. And as good as this LSU team is, I think the only guy on LSU that is maybe air quotes, scary to Georgia is 
Like, I think they're maybe a tiny bit worried about Jaden Daniels just, like, trying to go Superman mode and maybe trying to be, like, baby Cam Newton in this type of game and will a victory. Um, but I also think, like, then you've got, like, a guy like Harold Perkins, um, who's an edge rusher, um, who could maybe make an impact for them. But it, does an edge rusher matter if they're just going to run the ball down your throat? And I think the answer is not a ton. Um, so... Yeah, I think I'm I'm backing the Bulldogs here. I probably would play it as high as 20 and a half because I do think they're going to win by three scores. Yeah. I And then on the total, 51 is such a weird spot because couldn't you see it being 48 to nothing? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And I think that's probably the right play. I think if you're go if you are looking at a total, this is one to completely avoid the team totals on and just trying to if you feel one way or the other, pick the whole game. I mean, do it off the game line. Stetson Bennett. I mean, they could try and do the wrap it up by halftime type of deal where like they try and get starters out in this one just because you don't want to risk an injury to someone. But how do you really predict that? Um, Mountain West championship game. We've got the Fresno State Bulldogs uh, traveling to Boise um, to play the Boise State Broncos. Uh, Boise State currently sits as a three and a half point favorite the game did open at five points and the total on it is 54 and it opened at 50 and a half um i'm i'm taking the points with fresno i like i kind of don't i don't know that i believe in this boise state team enough to back them laying points in a game that i think talent for talent is probably very close Yes. BYU is the one I like. I like Kalani Sataki.
I will say that like if you are backing Fresno in this game, um, the only concern would be is if you look right. So right now they're entering this game. They're on a seven game winning streak. It's really against like the kind of like the dregs of their conference um, outside of a San Jose State win where they were a um, they were plus 220 on the money line in that one. That was the only one where they were a dog realistically from like every game from that one forward they were no less than minus 325 in any game um that they had on this run so i i i still really do i think fresno state's a pretty quality team i i have them power rated slightly higher than boise state so i would have them as just a favorite outright but i think there is a take if giving me points on this one i'm just gonna take take the points on a team i think is probably equal but that i mean it's also worth noting these two teams did play earlier in the year and boise state won pretty comfortably so um but i'm gonna back and take the points twas it was it was a weird situation they somehow lost a game but it was in the win streak um Is next year the year they flip? I mean, I think. I think you're. I mean. I think you're probably right. But I'm not positive. You have seen. 2023. Yep. Well, so it is. So it's the final one in the AAC. Um. This is honestly a really fun game. Uh, UCF, I'm, I'm be honest, I'm happy they've stayed relevant post Scott Frost, post um, everything that went down with it. Like, I'm post. Uh, gosh, what's his, who's the coach of Josh Heupel? Like, I'm so happy they've stayed relevant. I don't think Malzahn's a good head coach. I like, I don't think he'll keep them as like an elite program. Um, but I like, I mean, I think this is a fun, uh, fun team. And I like this matchup a lot. It'll probably be actually one of my favorite ones to watch from the weekend. Um, I've got Tulane. I'm, I'm laying the four points with Tulane. I don't care. I think Tulane's like Tulane might be my favorite group of five team in the country. And talk about a coach that deserves to be hired somewhere. Willie Fritz. Why is he not the head coach of somebody better than Tulane? I don't know. Maybe he really loves living in Louisiana and he just hasn't gotten the, a gig um, elsewhere. Well, I, he I, he was originally connected. So I saw him connected to um, Georgia Tech. And I thought I was like, great hire by Georgia Tech. He's not. They I guess they went with somebody else. Brent Pry? I don't know. Yep. So they announced a hire already and it wasn't Willie Fritz. And I was like, okay, so now I'm disappointed that that report wasn't true, but I would hope he gets, he, he and Chadwell are the two group of five coaches that I do really think need to be on like the top of a lot of teams boards. Um, Because when you're looking for these mid tier programs that likely aren't going to be like national championship contenders, you need someone who's like program building. You don't, you don't need a like, Look at what Lance Leipold did. He 
Lance Leipold did. He didn't come out here and like try and like overwhelm you with anything. He's just trying to like run a strong program. And I think that's what you get when you get Chadwell. That's what you get when you get Willie Fritz. I think they just build a good system that allows them to be successful. And that's why he would have been one of my favorite um, head coaching hires, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think like like again, I like I don't necessarily know that I would love him for Cincinnati. Um but if he got it, I, that I'm not going to criticize the hire, but we'll see. Um but I I figured you would be. I know you're a big fan of uh UCF. Is has Plumley been playing? I think he has been. Um if I, I he scares me anytime John Reese Plumley is on one of the sides of the teams, he does scare me just because he's such a capable runner. Uh, no, I the answer is probably both, but he is um like he's the one quarterback that he could rush for two hundred yards and pass for two hundred yards in a game, and it just it it feels like. He's just going to will you to some wins. So, yeah, I mean, that would scare me a little bit. But I really, I like I said, I think Tulane is probably my favorite group of five team in the country. So I'm not going to back off them at this point. So maybe they're mixing it. Yeah, that number's low. <laughs> what? Yeah, and I can't fault you. That's probably would be my side. Um, agreed. Um, ACC championship game, you've got Clemson and North Carolina in Charlotte. Um Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite total on the game is 63 and a half. I'm, I'm laying the points with Clemson and I hope that DJU gets benched. Like that's, I don't think North Carolina. So I feel like I'm critical. I don't think North Carolina is good. Um, my numbers have them as a fringe top 50 team. Um, and then I went to think like, oh my God, am I crazy for thinking that? And then I went and looked at S and P plus S and P plus has them as a fringe top 50 team. 
Um, I know I've made it clear most of the year I'm not a fan of Clemson. Um, as much as I'm not a fan of Clemson, they're my 10th ranked team. Uh, if you aren't able to score on NC State's defense, you're probably not going to be able to score on Clemson's. And if you're, I, I, if you're not able to score at least like 30 in this game, I do think that Clemson's going to be able to score kind of however they would like to. Even though I don't think their offense is very good, I think that's how bad North Carolina's defense is. You just back your boy Drake May. It's fine. You're right, but you want to know what? He hasn't actually looked amazing recently. God, that's still... It makes me sad that he went out so early. And it seems like Sharps right now, the Sharp money is on your side. Is um, Almost 70% of the money is on UNC right now compared to just like 60% of tickets. So um, there is a slight um, preference to the dog in the spot by Sharp better. So um, it, no, it's not. You're just, it's fine. All right, Big Ten Championship game to wrap up the... Um, wrap up the championship games. We have Purdue taking on um, Michigan. Uh, Michigan is a lot. No, it's so Michigan's a 17 point favorite over under in the game is 52. Um, give me the Boilermakers to cover 17. And I know this sounds like just pettiness um, and spite. The truth is I, Michigan's not going to do that explosive offense that they had against Ohio State to everyone. And I think Purdue doesn't shoot themselves in the foot enough to just make a seven-point game a 30-point game. So give me the underdog catching a lot of points. Yep. Don't do it. No.
No, and I be honest is I don't love this Purdue team. Um but it just is a matter of we saw we've seen Michigan mess around with teams. Um and I there is a part of me that sees them looking at this spot as a we need to get healthy type of spot. And I I can definitely see this being one where they probably mess around a little bit too much by trying not to get anybody in the game more than necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about this one. I it I literally won't watch a second of it because it'll hurt too bad. Um So, Um, that is all the games. I will say, quickly looking at the uh, because I'm I'm just scrolling through the slate. Um, if you are gonna play DFS this weekend, um, Daquan Finn is a fun play against Ohio. Um, at quarterback at sixty seven hundred. Um, well, I'm literally just scrolling right now. So, um. Uh, that's probably my favorite quarterback play is Finn. Um, Hainer against Boise's injury. I, I take that back. Michael Pratt at 7,000 is, is a really fun play as well. Those would probably be my two favorite quarterbacks. Don't pay up for Drake May. Um, that would be a silly decision. Um, at running back, Donovan Edwards. I, I mean, 6,400 is a little bit pricey for a running back who might be splitting some work in this one, but he, he was a super high level recruit and he showed at least he has some of that burst that you would hope for, for a guy like that. Um, 
I like the Coastal Carolina running backs in this game. I think um, Reese White obviously is the is the easy favorite because he gets a little bit more work at fifty five hundred. That's a good price, and I mean Deuce Vaughn seventy two hundred is is probably worthwhile to get him in. Um, for the wide receivers, I'm getting Wiggles in my lineup. I'm, I mean, I'm doing it at sixty eight hundred. I don't care. I'll make that. I'll I'll fit him in there. Um, I think this is another good Brock Bauer spot against LSU because, again, I think that they are just going to line up and hit them with the guys that they're capable of winning with. Um, that's really all I have is like like strong feels in this one. But, yeah, I just figured it was worthwhile to at least take a glance at the slate. It is, I mean... If you don't have good feelings and you and you can't put together a lineup you like, don't feel obligated to jump in this weekend when you have these slates that are a little bit more uh, shallow and you've got matchups that should theoretically be more challenging. Um, I mean, if you're going to play, go with the old reliable. Pick the games that have the highest projected totals and try and stay in those regions and look for um explosive potential so uh mm-hmm. i mean you can jump on the friday slate i mean you can jump in that friday night slate and mix in those games but just know like it's very shallow so you're going to have to you're gonna need it like yeah that's probably wise You're rooting Netherlands. Just do it. Mm-hmm. You have a... I'm pretty sure you have a Dutch jersey behind you right now. Yeah. Fogey. I... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it this USA team is interesting because they, prior to this coaching staff, so somehow we just became a soccer podcast, but whatever. Prior to this, uh, this current regime, we've really struggled with having like formational defense like we haven't stayed consistent in our defense like having a good shape so the fact that now we're really we make it very challenging on opposing offenses to do anything i mean and i mean i'll just say this like i know it's easy to sit here and think well okay england just play terrible england play terrible but there's a reason why England struggled to really get opportunities. And it's in large part because our defense just made it very challenging. And also, I mean, Matt Turner made one absurd save and we had one really awkward ricochet pass, but whatever, like they're, they're not giving up easy opportunities. And if the USA can start to find a couple of open goals, I I wouldn't be shocked if they pull off what would be an upset against this Netherlands team. Um, 
Ooh. I would probably that's the I think that's where the value is. That's the value play. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, you've given a yes on both of these. So you're rooting for the Netherlands. Stick with them as your we. Yep. All right. Well, I'm sleepy, so. Listen to it twice. I am Ekeg Buka. <laughs> 